Hey there, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry coming to you with a new guest, a team that we've talked about before, but a fresh perspective on it, and I am so looking forward to it. We have Luis in the house tonight. First time at the clubhouse. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great now that I'm on here. <laughs> there, there you go. Now that you're yeah. done with the day, done with work, and we can just talk baseball. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so tell me, favorite team? You got to have a favorite MLB team. Who is it? Yeah, I mean, if you look behind me, I think it's pretty obvious. I'm a, I'm a Yankees fan. So, yeah, that's my team. There you go. The Yankees. And so how did you become a Bronx Bombers fan? You know, it's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, I live out in the Midwest, so I'm in the middle of nowhere but cornfields. And uh, it kind of goes back to, I think it was like third or fourth grade. Had a teacher, um, you know, had us do a book report. So I go down to my little, you know, library there at the in the grade school. And I come across uh, this book and I actually, I brought it out and uh, some of you might be familiar with it. It's just a baseball boy, Babe Ruth by mm -hmm. Guernsey Van Riper. It's just a little simple chapter book. And I mean, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when you live in a small little town, I mean, there's not much of a variety to pick from. So I pick out this book and start thumbing through it. I'm like, all right, it's a sports book. It's baseball. I love baseball. You know, let me get into this. So I think initially I was kind of a, a Babe Ruth fan at first. And then after that, I kind of just, you know, evolved into being a Yankees fan. So that's kind of how my fandom began, I guess. So, you know, you're supposed to return those library books, right? You've probably got like a four <laughs> or $5,000 late fee going on, right? But yeah. it's okay. We won't tell anybody. I, I didn't steal it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it's funny. I, I told my wife about this and she actually got it for Christmas for me a few years back. So mm -hmm. it was kind of a neat surprise. I opened up the box and there's that book that kind of, you know, grew my love for the Yankees. So there you go. Surprise. There you go. I actually got as a gift, by the way, in your defense, I actually checked out a baseball book when I was in third grade. Mm -hmm. And it was due in like two weeks and nobody told me, but the library was closing. So I still have the book. I yeah. can't return it because the library closed. I don't know why the city closed that public school. I, I Whatever, but it was awesome. I got to keep up. But nice. one of my friends sent me a book called Murder's Row. And yeah. it documents the 1927 Yankees. And it's a really, really good book. If you get a chance to get your hands on it, um, talk to Santa Claus or something like that this time of year, right? It's a great book because it just documents what happened game by game. And that was the year that the Yankees were just scary good offensively. Yeah. Scary yeah, good I mean, offensively. Yeah, when you talk all-time great teams, I mean, you have to put them right there in the in that conversation. You know, that's that's not a lineup that I think anybody, any any pitcher would want to, you know, have to try to battle through. I mean, that's that's up there for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So I love the experience. Now let's transition from from being a Yankee fan to favorite players. So I'm going to ask it in two parts and they don't have to be Yankees. They can. Sure. But who is your favorite all time player and who is your favorite current player? Again, don't have to be Yankees, but they obviously can be. Who are they and why? Um, um, you know, that's a, that's a tough question because um uh... You know, I can go to a baseball game and watch anybody and and, and enjoy the game and enjoy the players. Um, I don't know if I can narrow it down to just one guy. Uh, as far as like in the past, it's mm -hmm. definitely Babe Ruth. I mean, I think if you're a baseball fan and, you know, even if you're not a Yankees fan, I think you start thinking about what baseball is today 
And I think it all kind of goes back to, 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 to the babe. I mean, that's, uh, you know, he came, he came through in a time where, you know, media was kind of blowing up. Right. I mean, the radio newspapers, uh, what it meant to be like a pop figure in, 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 in culture. So um, it's definitely him as, as far as players from the past and then players growing up. I mean, gosh, I could, I mean, Frank Thomas is right there. I used to wear number 35 when I was in high school because of, of, of the big hurt. Um, Greg Maddox is another big one that I love. Um, I actually named my youngest boy Maddox after him. Um, you know, the Yankees and the Braves met off in the world series. Um, gosh, Mike Trout right now. So it, I don't know if I have one specific guy. Um, and then of course, you know, big respect to Aaron judge. Um, I know a lot of times that kind of seems like the obvious guy, but when I look at judge, I kind of think, you know, you know, you have a guy who's, yeah, he's physically gifted, but then you look at what he does for the fans. You know, you see him playing catch with the kids in the, in, in the outfield. I mean, I think that that's awesome. You don't see that too often nowadays. Um, and then you start talking about his defensive skills. You know, I think people forget how big he is and how well he moves around out there. You know, he played the majority of his games in center field for the Yankees this year. Uh, you know, a guy who's 6'7", 280 pounds. I mean, it's just, it's pretty crazy. Guy yeah. has a great arm and he's actually not too bad on the base pads either. So I think sometimes people forget that he's kind of a all around good player. He's not just a home run hitter. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there, man. He's, I, I love watching that video of him playing catch with the kids. That's what it's all about, right? Oh, I mean, for sure. When we were kids, we were just begging for an autograph, and it would have been our dream to play catch with whoever it was in right yeah. field or left field or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's just awesome when you do that stuff. And he, and he is good for New York. And I was happy to see that he went back to the Yankees. I mean, I wouldn't have cared if he would have signed with the Giants. I wouldn't have cared, you know, because then I get to see him a lot more as a Dodger <laughs> fan. Right. But. I'm glad that he went back to the Yankees because I think for what he's looking for, a World Series ring, you know, the Yankees are are more adept to do that over the next nine years than the Giants are. I could be wrong, but yeah, they're more adept to do it over the next next nine years. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the Giants have been very successful over the last 10 years, you know, but I like you said, I'm not sure what they're gonna look like over these next 10 years. So I think you're probably right when it comes to that, as far as like having that opportunity, that chance to compete for a world series. Uh, but right now, I mean, I don't know that the Yankees are actually any better than they were last year. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but I mean, they won the division last year and it's just, it's a question of when you get hot, right? It's not a question of uh, how well you do. I mean, I, I would say in the last eight years, the Dodgers are world champions of the regular season. Yeah, but then you get in the postseason and all bets are off, right? Yeah. I mean, look at what Philly did this year. Oh yeah, whole new season. Mm -hmm. Whole new and season for sure. Unless you're in Philly, <laughs> and they would tell you, "Yeah, I was all the way." But <laughs> I, you know, there was a point, you know, twenty games left to play where Philly may not even make the playoffs. Yeah, and oh, yet yeah. they're in the World Series against the Astros. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, when they fired Girardi, I mean, I, you know, because I was obviously following them a little bit. I'm a big Joe fan. And they fired him. And I'm like, 
I'm like, I didn't get it because I'm like, there's a lot of holes they have on that roster. I'm like, I don't see how he's the main problem, but you, you know, you never know. And obviously look what just happened. So, yeah. It's amazing what the, you know, as we're talking about favorite players, it's amazing what this offseason has brought. And it's amazing what it shows. How do I say this? Like, I'm grateful that these guys are getting their money. Like, go get yours. Right. right? Go get your money. But at the same time, I'm kind of looking at it and I'm thinking, all right, $360 million. So the Yankee ticket prices are going to go up because they have to go up. Yeah. Right. Because you got to pay for it. Right. Yeah. So at some point, taking a family of four to a baseball game is going to be a $400 experience. Oh, yeah. Tickets, parking, you know, a hot dog and a soda for the two little ones and the wife and and yourself. And next thing you know, you're 400 bucks into it. So who's going to do it? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things where you you uh, you think about it. You know, you try to like plan ahead. And you kind of hope that, uh, you know, it is a fun time because you are spending quite a bit of money. So you're hoping that things go well. There's no rainouts or it's not some bad, awful lopsided game or whatever. And yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a treat. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Where it used to not be. <laughs> it used yeah. to be it used to be something where everybody could go. Right. You know, oh, so. But it is what it is. Congratulations for the guys that get the money. And <laughs> yeah. and I have to tell you, the Yankees, I, you know, watching that group growing up in the 80s, they weren't very good. In the 90s, they weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the players that they've spit out are phenomenal. Jorge Posada, a switch hitting catcher, mm-hmm. right? Bernie Williams, um, Donnie Baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can go on and on and on with that list. So... Actually, yeah, I, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, anybody who knows baseball, you know, you always they always say, you know, the Yankees buy their championships and I get it. You know, they they're huge spenders, you know, um, they're not the only ones, but they're definitely up there at the top. Um, and I think sometimes people forget that, you know, when you talk about the main core of a team, like you mentioned, right, they got had guys like Posada and Bernie Williams and you know, those guys were homegrown talents and then they just kind of plugged in wherever the holes were. And that's how they kind of got through things. You know, they obviously had to fill in guys with guys like, you know, Boggs came over from Boston. You know, you had Cecil Fielder who was in there for a little bit. So, I mean, you know, I don't know that you have any team that is ever, you know, even maybe maybe the majority of them that are homegrown. You're always going to have free agents, you're going to have trades. You know, you're going to have guys that are international players come over. So it's just, I think that's just what baseball is now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. And it's a different, it's a different style, but I love it. It's one of those things where you just, again, the like you said, the Yankees are, we get that here in LA all the time. You guys are just trying to buy a title. Wait a second. Where did <laughs> Kershaw come from? Where did Will Smith come from? Like, you're going through all these things and going, oh, crap, you know, these guys are, wait a second, these guys were, like, in the farm system. Oh, yeah, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager, you know. Sure, we got Mookie and Freddie, but it is. Yeah. With, so. yeah, when I think of the Dodgers, I always think of the Dodgers, you know, being great at having a farm system. If you think, if you look back to the 90s, I mean, you had a string there, what was it, four or five straight years where that rookie of the year, 
They mm-hmm. had Piazza and Caros and I was at Mondesi. I can't even remember all the guys, but it was like Mondesi. And then you had, uh, I think it was Todd Hollinsworth. At yeah. One okay. point. Yeah. 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 Mondesi was another one. Yeah. Eric Caros, Piazza. Yeah. Those guys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, great it's group. Kind of like, what's that? Great group. Oh, yeah. That was a great group. Didn't quite get it done. But I mean, again, they're homegrown talents, guys who had long careers. So you can't sit here and be like, hey, they were just buying, you know, wins. So, yeah, exactly. All right. So we know you're a Yankees fan. We know who your favorite players are and your list of players. And I love the way you think about it. And I, you know, usually I get, you know, one or two players. And when I ask why they don't go into depth like you, which I love that. I absolutely love that. Now let's transition to ballparks. Where have you been? Which ballparks have you attended? Man, not enough, you know. And okay. I've been to I've been to ten, and I don't feel like that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a decent number, but it's not not where I want it to be. I mean, you know, uh, every summer, my dad and my brother and myself we make it a thing to where we go to at least one game together. Okay, every summer we've been doing it for years, and it's probably been probably since before, you know, the pandemic where we haven't actually been to a new park, you know, and it's like, we, we basically have got all the stadiums in the Midwest, you know, off the list. We've checked them off. So, I mean, you name it, uh, been to Comerica, been to great American ballpark, Wrigley, Bush, uh, Comiskey, uh, been up to target. Um, what's Milwaukee's called? I forget. Uh, American family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, been, yeah, been to Kaufman, and then the only one that's kind of out of the Midwest. I've been to Minute Maid, have some family in Houston, so was able to check that out. So I, I've I've been around a little bit, but haven't been to the coasts. So now it's like my dad, he's like kind of tugging on my shoulder. He's like, "Hey, when are we going out to L.A.? When are we going to New York?" <laughs> so so that's uh that's kind of on the next uh, to do list. Uh, you know, gotta get out to the coast. And when we do that, it's going to have to be one of those things, I think, where, you know, we 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 check off three, four parks in a week or something because, yeah. you know, it's not every day you get that far away from home. So, well, um, first of all, yeah. if you get out here, you call me ahead of time. I'll make sure you do it right. There you okay? go. I'll make sure you know where to eat. I'll make okay. sure, you know. And now with all 30 teams playing each other right uh-huh. every season. If you do it right, you can actually schedule a week, maybe eight days, yeah. where you could get to L.A., Anaheim, and Petco and see games there without a problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you if you stayed at a hotel by Anaheim, for example, and use that as your midpoint, you're only you're less than an hour away from Dodger Stadium, and you're about an hour and twenty minutes away from Petco. Ah, that's good to know. So that's, that's uh, how you do it. Yeah, it's, that's how you do it. I got family <laughs> that's coming out this year. And that's kind of what they want to do. And I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Come out this time because it'll For work sure. perfect. So, yeah. Anyways, which one's your favorite? The one of uh, all the ones you've been to, which one's your favorite? Yeah. You know, that's tough. Again, that's like I said, I am a Yankees fan, but I think at heart, you know, I'm just a baseball fan to be, you know, to start out and mainly, but. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I just heard the news that, you know, the Royals are going to be building a stadium in town. And I'm kind of bummed about that because if you've been to Kaufman it's got a very open, airy, 
like cool feel to it. And I think part of it is, yeah, the waterfalls are out there. And I think the other thing is the fact that it's out on the edge of town, you know? So there's not like this crowded feel of all the, you know, buildings and everything around it. So that one is definitely up towards the top. Um, when you go there, I think you have to go there at night. I think night games at Kaufman are just beautiful. Like it just, to me, it reminds me of being a kid, you know, and playing that game at night, you know. Um, that one's a favorite, Bush Stadium in Comerica, because I love how they did kind of the old school brick. You know, it really, you know, takes you back. Um and then outside of those, you know, I like Great American Ballpark. No, some not so much the stadium, but when you go there, you have to check in to the Reds Hall of Fame. I mean, it is just nonstop, you know, artifacts and pictures and replicas of stadiums. So, um, yeah, those are probably the the top three, four, or so that I kind of enjoy going to, you know, year in and year out to. So nice, nice. Yeah. I just heard about Kaufman. And now it's on my bucket list of this year's places where my wife wants to hit all 30. I mean, I I think I've been to 10 or 12. She's probably been to 10 or 12, but we want to hit all 30. And so Kaufman is one of the ones. And I've got a story for you about Comerica, but we'll do that offline because <laughs> of the story. Good. We'll do that offline. Sounds good. <laughs> so I don't offend too many Tigers fans, but they'll understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just heard about Kaufman. And so now I've got to get out there because I, um, I've met, uh, one of the Royals pitchers, uh, several times, uh, a buddy of mine was college roommates with him. And, uh, so I, I want to get out to Kaufman. In fact, the MLB network just had the 30 years, 30 year, uh, difference, the 85 oh. to 15 world series championships for the Royals. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a great show to watch, but I just kept thinking, man, they're going to tear down another gem. Yeah, another gem. And it's so, wild to think that that's actually considered one of the older parks, and mm -hmm. I think it was built what in the seventies, I think. Yeah, yeah. So no, well, yeah, uh, early seventies, late sixties, early seventies. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like maybe late sixties, certainly seventies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so let's just let me let me spin this for you a little bit. So sure. money's not an object. Your brother and your dad and you have, let's say, you got a month off this summer. Oof. money's not an object and you can only go to five ballparks that you haven't been to yet. Where are you going? Oh, wow. So definitely taking in a Dodgers game. I mean, my old man is uh, a diehard Dodgers fan. Uh, so we got to check that out for him. Um, definitely got to hit at Yankee stadium. Um, I kicked myself that, you know, I still haven't even been out there myself. Um, didn't get to get to the, get to the original, you know, Yankee stadium. So that's the top two. Um, what do they call, um, I forget what, uh, the pirates, what's the, what, what's the name of it? PNC park, PNC park. That's right. Uh, PNC park. You, you hear, you know, baseball fans always talk nonstop about how beautiful it is. So take a game in a PNC park and then, you know, obviously you got to check out O'Neill Cruz. I mean, that kid is just wild to, to watch. Um, so those three, um, San Francisco is another one. I mean, when you have the balls flying and falling into the, uh, into the bay, the ocean. Air, yeah. yeah, into the ocean, that's another one. And then probably the, to round that off, um, you know what, maybe a Phillies game just to take in the crowd and the fanatics. I mean, they're just so wild and crazy and 
you know, who who doesn't? I mean, they just love their sports. So, you know, Philly would be a good time, you know, even if I'm not really a Phillies fan or anything like that, it'd be it'd be kind of just good to take it in and, you know, see the fans love their team. So, yeah, those are probably the top five. Nice. Great, great list. Great list. I You nailed most of the ones that I hear. Usually mm-hmm. I hear PNC Park immediately because they want to okay. see the the view and everything, right? Right, right. I mean, the Pirates fans don't go to PNC Park, but whatever, <laughs> right? And so, so they you got PNC Park. Um, lots of times people say if they haven't been to Wrigley, they say they want to go to Wrigley. Oh, right? yeah. Obviously, you've been to Wrigley. Yeah. Fenway, Yankee Stadium, Dodger Stadium are all on the list. And Petco. And Petco... Oh, Believe yeah. it or not, when you get out here to San Diego, it's kind of an experience. Where they mm-hmm. built it wasn't awesome when they built it. It wasn't an awesome area, right. right? But they've turned it into like this downtown, vibrant community. So you and I and your pops and your brother, we could all go get a nice burger or we can go get a nice steak if we wanted to yeah. or sushi or whatever outside of the ballpark in the downtown area and then walk into the stadium. And that way we don't have to pay 40 bucks for a soft drink and, and a hot dog. Right. So, so when you say they've kind of built up the area around it, is it somewhat like a ballpark village that you see now in places like, like St. Louis, or is it just kind of grown? Like it's just city and it's, you know what I mean? They've grown the downtown, like a city. So there's a bunch of high rise. So for example, there's a bunch of high rise um, condos over there. Right. A um, lot of live workspace, a lot of um, there's a couple office buildings, a lot of restaurants. Mm. So it's kind of a walking community. You almost feel like you're in downtown Manhattan. Oh, okay. it's a, a walking community. Pretty much anything you want to find, you can find. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that most people don't eat at the ballpark. They'll eat outside of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. So if you go and it's a seven o'clock game and you walk into a place at 530 and hope to be seated, you're not going to make the game by seven o'clock. Yeah, because it's it's yeah. busy. It doesn't matter if it's a bird and it's not a lot of your um, chains. It's not like CP. It's not like California Pizza Kitchen or right. things like that. It's, you know, it's Luis's barbecue. Right. right. It's just, you know, that type of thing. And it's awesome. It's yeah. it's fantastic. It also can get cold down there when it gets cold because it's right on the water. Like mm. San Francisco it can get a little chilly down there. But most of the time it's not that chili for sure you know it's funny that you know you brought up wrigley and it wasn't one of the stadiums that i brought it's not one of the ones that i think of as being like one i want to go to but i remember that's kind of one of the stadiums that i hadn't been to until like pretty recently and it's literally just north of here i'd been to comiskey multiple times hadn't been to wrigley and the cool thing about wrigley i think is it kind of takes you back to a time where you had that stadium like right there in the middle of a neighborhood Mm-hmm. You know, you see nothing but concrete, you see nothing but buildings, and then bam, there's Wrigley, and you step into it, and it's just nothing but green grass. It's just, it's a, it's an amazing feeling. It's not the best smelling place, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice stadium. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Yeah, all the Cubs fans are like, no, it smells like baseball, and all the White Sox fans are like, no, it smells like a urinal. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. It's awesome. Oh, I'm no. like, I'm not going to get involved in this debate. Leave me out, coach. Leave me out. Exactly. So, all right. Final question for you. Sure. What, uh, we're coming up on 2023. Obviously, um, we're mid-December. We're coming up to 2023. You guys made a big signing this year. 
there's a lot of rumors out there right now. Um, there's there, and I don't know, you know, substantiated rumors. There's a lot of rumors about Carlos Rendon. There's a lot of rumors about you guys making a trade for Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Um, a number of different rumors, but what are you looking forward to in the 2023 season coming up? Yeah. I mean, I think the Yankees, you know, I, I think they've kind of, the judge signing is, is both a gift and a curse. Mm-hmm. It's a gift because, you know, you get back a guy, you know, obviously he produces offensively, you know, he brings in the fans, he interacts with the fans. I mean, you name it, he's, he's good for baseball, not just the Yankees, but with that big of a signing, you kind of paint yourself into a corner where it's like, how much room do you have to add to the team? And, you know, ideally I want to see Benatendi come back. I think a guy like Benatendi is a guy that the Yankees need much more, much more than a guy like, was it Brian Reynolds that they're talking about possibly trading for from Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. I think that's his name. And, yeah. Brian um, Reynolds. Yeah. He's kind of more, again, he's a little bit more of the same home run or strikeout kind of guy. And again, I know people like the long ball. I want to see a little bit more small ball. I want to see a guy like Ben Attendee, who's a contact hitter, who's going to move guys over, who's going to get on base, who might steal a base. You know, I want to see more of that. I've seen the Yankees play that type of baseball and they get hot and it's fun. And I want to see more of that. So I'm hoping I'm hoping they go for a guy like Benatendi rather than trade for a guy like Tatis. I know that may sound weird. I know Tatis is the big, you know, name and all that, but I'd rather see a guy like Benatendi. And they have to they have to improve the the the, the rotation. You know, they lost Montgomery last year to the to, to the Cardinals. And I, I love Montgomery. And I'm obviously a little familiar with Bader, and I was like, I was like, okay, he's hurt, but I know he's going to come back. I hope that he's able to do something. And he did everything and then some in the playoffs. You know, it was great to add a good glove. He had a lot more pop than I think most people expected. So to me personally, I think they need to go out for a guy like Ben Attendee. I know that's going to – I know it's almost like it's not going to happen. It's either going to be Ben Attendee or Rodone. I don't think they're going to go for both, which, you know, again, that's the curse part of the whole judge signing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I, I, again, you know, you make a trade for Tatis, you got another big contract. So you got his contract. You got John Carlo. I can never find a Jersey that fits me. Stanton <laughs> contract. Right. Uh, right. And then you've got Aaron too tall judge contract. So at some point, what you don't want to become is you don't want to become the 2008 Yankees that score 10 runs a game, but give up 11 runs because you don't have the pitching staff. Exactly. So you, you make a good point. And I, I like that. I, you know, offense sells tickets, defense wins games, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so nobody comes to watch a, you know, five hit shutout. They come to watch Aaron judge hit a home run, but at the same time, that five hit shutout by that pitcher is what's going to get you the win. Not Aaron judges. home run. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, it's like my so. dad, my dad always told me this growing up, you know, because you, my dad and I, we sit there and we we watch games and we actually, he was a catcher. I was a pitcher and we sit there and we talk about what would you pitch him in this situation? And, you know, what, why, or what are you trying to do? And, you know, he always would tell me, he's like, yeah, you know, the home runs great. You know, that's awesome. But once you get into the postseason, you got to have pitching, pitching is going to win you the, the world series. 
And to me, I, the Yankees haven't done that to improve their pitching rotation. So I don't know that they're any better than last year. I mean, it's it's yet to be you know decided, right? But I think they, they need to go out and get a guy like Rodone. So yeah, but nice part for you guys is you guys in your division, none of the teams have made themselves better in the offseason. Yeah, the Red Sox really haven't. The Toronto got rid of Stripling today. He signed over with the Giants, but at the same time, you guys picked up they picked up Chris Bassett or Toronto picked mm-hmm. up Chris Bassett, which different type of crew over there. So you got to kind of get used to them. So there's not one team in that division that you look at and you go, oh, man, they made some serious moves. Yeah. Not yet. At least not right now. So. Yeah. The, it seems like kind of like the American League is kind of taking a back seat in a way a little bit. It seems like all the action, at least the big signings, has been in the National League. You know, the National League, I think, feel – I kind of feel like they've gotten better. Yeah. You just move some talent around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know that teams have gotten better. They filled holes. I, you know, in the case of uh, Xavier Bogarts going or Xander Bogarts going over to the Padres, they -hmm. filled the hole with Tatis being out for 20 or 30 games or whatever he's out for at the beginning of the season. And so by the time he really gets back into the real swing of things, gets his timing back and things like that, you're 40, 50 games into the season. So, you're about a third of the games into the season by the time he gets in. So, you know, you fill the hole is all you did. Um, Same thing with Trey Turner. Trey Turner goes over to Philly. They fill the hole since Bryce Harper won't be back till June or July because of Tommy John surgery. Mm. Yeah. So you heard about that. Yeah. You know, you just, you're, you're transferring talent around filling holes, which is great. But I mean, Philly's, (laughs) you look at Philly's lineup, forget about it. Yeah. Just the question is, can they pitch? <laughs> now the question is, can yeah. they pitch? <laughs> yeah. Right. No. Again, you look at the Yankees of 08 with Jeter and A-Rod and the talent that they had on that team offensively. You know, Posada still, can you pitch? Uh, Mark Teixeira, right? Yeah. Can you pitch? Yeah, can you pitch? Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I think at that point still, Robinson Cano was on the team. So you mm-hmm. had Robbie Cano. Can you pitch? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's definitely the big X factor. Um, you know, they, they did sign Canely. They brought him back. Yep. So that's good to see. Um, and then, you know, the way the game has changed so much now, it's like it's not just the starting, you know, rotation. you got to have those spot relievers, those specialists, because everybody's got them. And, you know, they'll bring them in for that two, three batters and – on to the next guy, you know, so. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I sure appreciate you spending some time with, with me tonight. And we got to do this again. This is fun. We yeah. can dive more into Yankees baseball. <laughs> but I appreciate you doing this and spending the time with me um, tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I had a, I had a blast. Yeah, I definitely would uh, would love to be on again at some point for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And so top fan rivalry followers, this will drop tomorrow. Obviously, we're. By the time you hear it, you'll just know that we filmed it last night. Um, it'll drop tomorrow. Uh, I'll make sure that we tag uh, Luis in this so that everybody knows who he is and you guys can follow him. Um, great Yankees fan. He'll probably be on a live with us. We're going to do a Yankees version of the live here soon. So we'll have a good time talking a little bit more. But, again, I appreciate your time, and we'll look forward to having you back soon. 
Awesome. Thanks for having me. You bet.